Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the forthcoming book The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, friend. Welcome to season three of the Compared to Who podcast. I'm so glad you're listening. This is Heather Creekmore, your host. And there are so many new and exciting things coming this fall. I can't wait to tell you all about them in this first episode of season three. But for now, I'm wondering about you. How are you doing? It's been a strange few months, and I know even among my own set of friends, we're all over the place in terms of how we feel about masks and school and all the things. And I want you to know that I'm praying for you. Literally, I pray for you. I'm praying for your health. I'm praying for your mental health with all the stress. And I'm praying most of all that you are finding ways to draw close to Jesus every day. I know that last part, at least to me, used to sound a little amorphous, but friend, I promise you that getting in the word and praying every day will change you and it will help you handle all the stress around you. So I really encourage you to do that. Well, what's new with me? I am so glad you asked. (laughs) I'm preparing to launch a brand new book into the world on September 22nd. The book is called The Burden of Better and the subtitle is How a Comparison-Free Life Leads to Joy, Peace, and rest. I just cracked open the brand new box of books a couple days ago. I was on quite a journey with the cover, but I think I like where we landed. I hope you'll check it out and let me know what you think of it. We were all over the place. Supposed to be kind of a vision board, but I don't know if that's super clear. But I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that book. And then today in this episode, I also want to tell you what you can expect from season four of the podcast. The book. I want you to know, originally I wrote this book as, and I'm a little embarrassed about this now, but this book was originally titled Greetings from Graceland. But yes, every publisher I sent it to thought that that was way too confusing. They thought people would think it was about Graceland and Tennessee and Elvis and all things that it wasn't really about. (laughs) But I'm telling you that because what I want you to understand is I wrote this book as a journey. I wanted it to be a journey from the land of comparison, the life of comparison, living a life where every day you struggle with comparison to grace land, not the one in Memphis, but a life where you see everything through the filter of grace. And although I love the new title of the book, I think Burden of Better is so much more appropriate. In a lot of ways, 
Greetings from Graceland still kind of captures what goes on in the book. The first part of the book takes a really deep, scripturally-based look at comparison as a problem. It goes beyond the whole stop comparing their highlights reel to your backstage or comparison is a thief of joy. I think we know all those cliches, friends. Like, seriously, have you not heard them? You know them. We see them in memes, but they're not really helping us. So I look at what... What we really need to start saying about comparison, what the real problem of comparison is, how it's really affecting us, not just how it's a thief of our joy, but how it really robs us of so much, how it affects our relationships with others, and then also what does God say about comparison? So we dig into all of that in the first part of the book, but then the second part of the book is where I start to show you the way out. And what makes this book different from other books I've read about comparison is that this book is not going to try to convince you that you are a special snowflake, (laughs) okay? Uh, Yes, yes, God did make you incredible and awesome, but this book is not dedicated to convincing you of your own uniqueness, and it's not going to tell you that you don't have to compare yourself to other people because you are so unique. Okay, all of that is true and good and fine, but I think most of us deep down, we know that God made us unique, but it doesn't help. Like I remember when I was in the just the throes of my struggle thinking and probably praying to like, God, I know you made me unique, but I'd really rather be more like her or her or her. So if you could just make me a little bit more like one of them, I would be happier. I don't know. Maybe you've prayed that too. So instead of looking at all the ways God made you special, anyone else singing and thinking of Veggie Tales when you hear that phrase? I do. But I wanted to write truth based on scripture that would elevate our thoughts off of ourselves and onto God's bigger picture and God's bigger plan. But then at the same time, I want to show you how in your real life, in both macro and micro ways, like the big and the small, all of the different aspects of God's grace and how it operates in your life every single day. Did you know that there are some people who classify like six or seven different types of God's grace? That seems like a lot to me. I wanted to make it a little bit more tangible. So I found it easiest to categorize God's grace into four different categories. There's God's saving grace, there's God's sanctifying grace, there's God's growing grace, and then there's God's sustaining grace. So in this book, what we do is we really dig in deep into each of these different kinds of grace so you can figure out how it's working and so you can see how it's working in your life. So I grew up in church. I grew up singing Amazing Grace, but honestly, it wasn't until decades later that I was truly able to to understand all the different aspects of God's grace and how it's alive in my life every day. So it's funny and unexpected, really. You probably weren't thinking like digging deeper into God's grace would help you stop comparing yourself to other people on Instagram. But I promise you, friend, digging into God's grace in a deep way really does offer us a way out of the comparison trap. Like you're going to just have to take my word on that until you read the book. And I'm not going to give away the whole book in this podcast. But I'll tell you, if you've never studied grace in depth, it will change you. 
And then there's another aspect to escaping comparison, and that's gratitude. And you've probably heard about this. Um, it's, it's become more popular to talk about this in Christian circles, which I think is awesome. In this book, I talk about all kinds of research that supports what the Bible already tells us about being thankful. And the truth is a thankful heart will change us. But it's not easy sometimes when you're in the throes of comparison to just flip a switch and like, okay, now I'm grateful and thankful now. Like we can tell ourselves we should be more thankful. We can remind ourselves we can do all the tricks. But I really believe that grace is that missing link. Grace is that missing piece. If you don't understand grace, it's really difficult to take a journey from the life of comparison to the life of gratitude, right? You have to have a deeper understanding of God's grace. And so today, as I've told you about what's in the book, I want to share with you one of my favorite stories from the book. It's from Psalms 73, and this psalm is a psalm of Asaph. And let me tell you a little bit about Asaph. So a lot of the psalms were written by King David. Well, Asaph was kind of like David's own personal, like Chris Tomlin and presidential advisor or king advisor, if you will. So he's kind of a mix of an advisor to the king, but he also wrote a lot of songs. He was a songwriter. And Asaph actually worked for King David, and then he worked for his son Solomon, who took the throne after David died, of course. And Asaph was a man who was committed to God and committed to doing what's right. But Psalm 73 gives us a beautiful picture of a man who struggles with comparison and questions so much. And then he does something, which I think is really amazing to see what he does to kind of turn it from an attitude of comparison to an attitude of gratitude. Hey there, how much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out, compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compared to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. May God bless your generosity. So let me read for you Psalm 73. If you have a Bible and want to read along, that would be awesome. I want you to picture Asaph, this guy who he had worked for David and Solomon. Like I said, he lived in the king's quarters. He lived in the king's palace. But the world is in ruins, okay? The northern kingdom and the southern kingdom have divided. Asaph is kind of not sure what's going to happen next. And he's looking out his window and watching all of these evil people succeed. Hey, some of us can maybe feel some empathy with that right now. But he's watching evil people succeed and he's frustrated. And so here's what Asaph says, starting in Psalm 73. He says, Truly God is good to Israel. 
to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. Okay, so what made him nearly trip up? Like what made him forget, almost forget really, to acknowledge how good God is? So here it is. Verse 3. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they have no pangs until death. Their bodies are fat and sleek. Okay, and so I'm going to break this down a little bit. So Asaph is looking out his window and he's saying he was envious. He envied the arrogant. He saw the wicked prospering. He was like, how is that fair? How is that right? Those people are evil. They shouldn't be getting rich. They shouldn't be doing well. And then he goes so far as to say they have no pangs until death. In other words, their lives are perfect. They don't feel any pain. And then he says their bodies are fat and sleek. I love that because apparently they had a different standard of beauty than we have right now, right? (laughs) Their bodies are fat and sleek. That was the standard. He's like, He's like scrolling like Old Testament Instagram and he's like, these people, they look so good. They don't feel any pain. They've got these awesome lives. And then he goes on. They are not in trouble as others are. They are not stricken like the rest of mankind. Okay, more so, more of this like they don't have any problems. They've got their lives together. Look, Instagram shows me that. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out through fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily, they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens and their tongue struts through the earth. Therefore, his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. And they say, how can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked. Always at ease, they increase in riches. Okay, so what he's saying is these these people have it easy. They are doing exactly what God told them not to do, and they're still prospering. They're still getting richer. No one's judging them right now, at least as far as Asaph sees. And he's frustrated. And so in verse 13, Asaph says, All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. In other words, he's like, God, how is this fair? Like, I have done what you've asked. I've done what's right. And they're prospering. In verse 14, he goes on to say, For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said I will speak thus, and I would have betrayed the generation of your children. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. So in other words, verse 16, I'll just say that one again. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. In other words, he's like, God, I don't know how to make sense of this. I feel like I've done what's right and I'm not living the life that these other people are living. He is comparing. He's comparing himself to the wicked. He's comparing himself to those he sees around him. And he's saying, God, I just, I don't know if it's fair. But then I love this part, y'all. He says he didn't know how to understand this. And then verse 17, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I discerned their end. And he goes on in verse 18 to say, Truly you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. Like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish 
and ignorant. I was like a beast towards you. Nevertheless, I'm continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So what happens? Asaph is caught in comparison. He's frustrated. He's comparing his life and he's like, God, this isn't fair. And what does he do in verse 17? He goes into the sanctuary of God and he sees the truth. He sees that all of these things he's witnessing that they've accumulated the riches and their fat, sleek bodies. He's like, it can all disappear in a minute. God can take it away in a minute. And then he he recognizes something I think that's amazing. He recognizes that God is in control, that God is sovereign, and that God is with him, and that God's counsel is good, and that he has hope, not in this life here, but he has hope that God will receive him to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And he recognizes the value, the treasure there. There is nothing on earth that I desire besides you, he says in verse 25. Nothing on earth is as good as his relationship with God is having God with him day by day. And then I love it. I'll repeat this from verse 26. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart, and he is my portion forever. And I think that word portion is so beautiful, right? Because his cry started off like kind of it's not fair. like, And in some ways when we say it's not fair, it's like, God, you haven't given me enough. Like my portion isn't big enough. It's like when my kids argue when I'm splitting up the brownies. Like they're never like, oh, please give my sister the bigger piece. It's like, I don't think this is fair. I think her piece is bigger. We complain about our portion all the time, right? Like, oh, God, look, she's skinnier. Oh, God, look, she got more children than I did. Oh, God, she got married at this age, and I'm still single, and how is that fair? Like, we complain about our portion, right? Maybe we don't talk about it, but in our hearts, I do believe we complain about our portion. And what Asaph reminds us of is... (laughs) God is the one who has decided our portion, but more important than our portion, more important than anything he gives us on earth is that he gives us himself. He gives us his son, Jesus, and our heart and our flesh may fail, but he is our strength. He's the strength of our, he's where our joy comes from. And so friend, I hope that that has maybe encouraged you in some way today. I share that story in the book because I love it. So now you've gotten just a little glimpse of what is in the book. So we're going to go to commercial break and I'll be right back to tell you more about what to expect this season on Compared to Who. Are you tired of comparing yourself to others? It's time to break free, my friend. Check out comparedtowho.me online and you'll find a ton of great resources, blog posts, videos, and so much more to help you stop comparing and start living. And make sure you sign up for my exclusive email list while you're there. I send my email friends things I don't send anyone else. You can also find out more about my brand new book, The Burden of Better, How a Comparison-Free Life Leads to Joy, Peace, and Rest. If you're tired of battling comparison, friend, I wrote this book just for you. Check it out right after this episode, of course. Hey, 
Hey friends, so this season on the Compare to Who podcast, I have invited a ton of different author friends onto the show to talk about all kinds of different topics. I, we're going to talk about comparison a lot because that's what my new book is on. And I have a couple of friends that have written books about similar comparison kind of topics. So I'm going to talk to them about comparison, which will be really fun. We're going to talk about aging. That applies to some of you more than others. It totally applies to me. So hopefully you'll enjoy that conversation. We're going to talk about finding our purpose. We're going to talk about the problem of chasing perfect. I think we're even going to talk about marriage, okay? Even if you're not married, listen in because maybe what you learn can help some married friends. If there's a topic that you're interested in hearing more about or you'd like us to discuss this season, just drop me a message through Facebook or Instagram or you can drop me a message at heather at compared to who.me and I would love the chance to answer your questions or tackle topics that are important to you. Friend, I would also just love to ask you if you would consider leaving a review for this podcast. I don't spend a lot of time asking you to leave a review every week. It's just not something I've done, but that would just help so much as other people go through podcasts trying to decide what they're interested in. So if this podcast has blessed you or touched you in any way, if you would leave a podcast review, that would be awesome. And I would appreciate it so much. Thank you in advance for considering doing that. Well, like I said, The Burden of Better Book releases September 22nd. And I am all about fun, okay? Uh, I love fun. I love prizes. I love incentives. And so here's what we're going to do. We are going to do some fun prizes if you decide to pre-order or order the book on launch day. And I've actually got some great gifts for you if you will get the book early. The first one is I have created a walking workout download. Now, some of you are like, I don't want out, that's fine. Listen to this. So, so don't think exercise. Think joyful movement, okay? This is a narrated walk. I'm going to call it the walk to lose the weight of comparison, okay? It's not really hardcore exercise, but it's a 30-minute walk, and it's set to peppy, energizing music, but it's kind of like a prayer walk meets a fitness walk. So as we walk, I will talk about how to find freedom from comparison and I'll give you some actual things to do to focus on and to pray about as we walk together with the goal being that through the 30-minute walk together, you start to feel lighter. You start to feel that burden of better, that burden of comparison actually lift off you as you physically walk. So if you're already a walker, this will be perfect for you. If you've been thinking about starting to walk for exercise, I think you're gonna love it too. It'll be a free download and it'll only be available if you order the Burden of Better book on or before September 22nd. There will be a page on my website really soon where you can claim your download. You'll have to just tell me your order number from Amazon. Make sure right now, friend, that you are on my friends list. Make sure you've subscribed to Compared to Who. You can just go to the Compared to Who website. It's right there on the front page. There's a little drop your email in the box slot, but make sure you subscribed and that way you'll be able to get updates as to when that download is available and you'll be able to find out all the latest prizes that I'm doing with the uh, Burden of Better book. And also, I want to tell you, if I get good feedback from the walk, and I'd love to get your feedback after you do it, then I may create more of these kinds of walks in the future. So I'm thinking right now about doing one on body image and a couple other topics. So if it goes well, we'll do a bunch of walks and we'll be able to walk together and lift that burden of comparison and that weight of always having to do better, be better, all the things. Also creating a super fun shirt t-shirts and tanks and we'll do giveaways for anyone who pre-orders or 
orders the book on launch day. We'll do four or five giveaways actually on that Tuesday, September 22nd. So you're going to want to make sure you're connected to Compared to Who on Facebook and Instagram so you can watch for those giveaways. Finally, if you get the book by the end of September, I'm going to invite you to personally participate in a Zoom call book club. It'll just be two sessions, two different nights or afternoons. We'll see what works best for everyone where we'll talk about the book and I'll answer any questions you have about the book. That should be a super fun time just to get together and chat about the topic of comparison, how it affects us all, and for me to encourage you of some ways that you can practically break free from the burden of better. Also, friend, if you have a blog or just a ton of friends on social media, I'm looking for members for my launch team. I'm accepting members until the end of August. So if you're interested in being a part of the launch of Burden of Better, we always have a great time with our launch teams. I do lots of prizes and incentives there too. So if you'd like to be a part of that, just drop me a message, heather at comparedtohu.me, and I'd love to connect with you and get you involved with that. One more fun thing I want to share with you before we close today, because of COVID, many groups are now meeting via Zoom instead of in person. And so what this means is that if your group needs a speaker for an event, that speaker can be from anywhere in the world. Are you following me here? So in other words, this is a rare opportunity because I can't normally travel a ton. I've got four kids that I homeschool. But if you have a group that you think would enjoy having me come speak, I would love to connect with you to see if we can make something work for me to speak to your group through Zoom. I have a sample Zoom talk that I've done on my website, and I just would love to connect with you and your group. Reach out via my blog blog on the speaking tab or drop me an email and I'll have the link in show notes to my email if you didn't catch it earlier. And let's see if maybe I could visit your group sometime this fall or winter. Well, thanks again for tuning into this brand new season of Compared to Who, the podcast. I am so thankful for you and I hope something in this episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye.
Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.